The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Sister Speak. You're here with me, Fadeen, and we are also here in the studio with two brand new presenters. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Hey, assalamu alaikum, Rabbidah Mubarak, everyone. It's Nuria. And we also have... Uh guys, it's Eliza. It's nice to have you guys. As uh, Nuria said, Ramadan Mubarak, it is the month of Ramadan. And today our main topic is reflection on society and a bit about how we behave in this month, improving our behavior and how we can see a change in everyone during this month. We will be also touching upon welcome our non-Muslim brothers and sisters in this month. But before we get into that, please note that it, this is a pre-recorded show, so you won't be able to get in touch with us live. But you can message us and let us know your thoughts about this podcast on our Instagram at Sisters Speak. So, um, Nuria, do you want to tell everyone what our show is about, please? Yes. Yeah, so, guys, today we're going to be talking about um, a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinion on current events and issues and even form discussions on general topics such as religion, culture, um, politics, social media and Islamophobia along with many other subjects. Please note all of our opinions and views are our own and we respect all other or opposing similar views and opinions. Thank you for that. So we're just going to get started for the first half of our show. We're going to use this freshly grounded cards that we used in our last show because they do get us to reflect a bit more in their deep questions that I chose out for you guys. Ooh, uh, but, before <laughs> yeah. but before we get started, what is your thought of the week? I'd like to start with Aliza. Yeah, thought of the week is a section with just anything random that you've thought about in the week, any reflection, uh, just anything. Life really, oh. do you want to? Life is hard. Um, life is just like quite hard, and you just have to kind of get on with it, kind of thing. And like, you just have to keep pushing, basically. Yeah, you just have to. So your thought of the week's about working hard. Yeah, working hard and kind of just pushing yourself to keep going and motivate yourself to do more. What kind of things would you say motivate you to? you know work hard and stuff um i think my job working with like special needs kids i feel like it's such a big thing because then when you see their progress it makes you kind of it's quite rewarding in a sense because then you think oh wow i helped them get there yeah so the impact that you have on other people is yeah 100 percent. that's a great thought of the week i really like you thank you for that nuria what is your thought of the week i think for me especially this week i've learned like when i'm stressed all that stress and all those emotions are like physically stored in my body so it's really strange my stomach will feel heavy and the only way to get over that is like go gym or go for a walk and I think it really opened up to me how emotions aren't just what you're feeling it's what your body is holding as well yeah that's a great thought of the week so you're just dealing with emotions and how you've been yeah. feeling today yeah. well that's great guys thank you very much this is your first uh, <laughs> thought of the week <laughs> what yeah, exciting. yeah this session i think is such, so good we're talking about reflection uh for mm. this podcast but just reflecting these little things that you think nobody you know nobody wants to know about your thoughts but then you come on the radio and then what you think other people can think it as, of it as well yeah. yeah so i'm just gonna get started with the questions so the first question so we've been talking about before the show about what we've been doing today and how, where we come from so our jobs college so what's been tough about something that you guys have done today um who wants to start 
just anything that you've encountered, something that was difficult for you today and you were like, oh my God, what have I done? Today was just so like quite busy. Mm-hmm. So like had people come over all week and then got work in the morning and then you kind of have to like balance the two I feel like so kind of like especially when stuff gets quite busy like balancing life I feel like can be quite tough so yep I agree Nuria what about you for me um it was the feeling of not getting everything I wanted to get done in the day like you know when you feel like you're not as productive as you want to be but then I have to like remind myself nah do you know what there's only so much you can do in a day and we're not robots like it's good to have targets but it's okay if you don't meet them yeah, just having the intention to them thinking it's okay not to do it. And, you know, we all make mistakes. And, yep, I agree with you guys. It's I feel like because it's the mid of the week, then we've been so tired from the day and we're yeah. just waiting to get until Friday so we don't have to do anything. For me, um, something that has been tough for today, I don't think anything has been tough. I think just concentrating or because I had an exam today, so just concentrating on in that exam instead mm-hmm. of hanging out with my friends. That's the only kind of difficulty <laughs> I've done because I get so, you know, you start, you want to socialize before your exam and you, yeah, because when I'm around my friends, I can't even concentrate. I know about you guys. Yeah, you never get work done. Like, you know, you see on TikTok and on social media and stuff, you see everyone's going on like, like study dates and cafes and like <laughs> Starbucks and everything looks so aesthetic but in reality you get no work that's done that's so true it's, like, it's just not realistic do, yeah, exactly all you do is talk about <laughs> oh you're stressed for the exam but you're not revising because you're talking yeah. about you know like stuff like that yep I agree this exam season please guys be concentrating don't be like us and if you are going on study dates do study in them um so my next question is how would you guys deal with pressure in any kind of environment work environment in school or any pressure that you guys have um I think sometimes it's good to kind of like take a moment out and like you know tell yourself it's going to be all right you're going to be off you're going to be fine take a moment or like a couple minutes just to let it all relax kind of sort through what you need to do kind of yeah so to make it easier yeah kind of give yourself a bit of time and like yeah. Nuria said to re- you know we're humans at the end of the day and we can't do everything at like really fast and we all have to take time what about you Nuria oh, pressure is a hard one because I feel like I either deal with it really well <coughs> sorry guys I'm a bit ill right now I either deal with it really well or I really struggle what helps me through though is before I start like the task or before I walk into a situation I'll just try and breathe like for a minute two minutes just try be calm before I walk in and even like take breaks and rest before you get tired so like your energy levels are up instead of going into something being so tired and then resting yeah but I completely agree you even if you haven't slept or anything just taking time for yourself and I think with dealing with pressure I would say pray because yeah, yeah because 100%. I've 100% what you guys think about that it's just your moment to like chill out a little bit and just talk you know with your creator and tell them everything that you've been so feel yeah you've felt so pressured about so we're just gonna move on to the next question so when was this question is a bit of a deep one so when was the last time you faced a fear and how did you feel afterwards Hmm, it's a hard one. one. It is a hard one. These questions are so good. Thinking. Hmm. I think for me, it is dealing with self doubt and doubting myself. 
because I do that a lot. But I realise I do it a lot with, like, in the workplace or with decisions. And I think working through that has been and still is a big challenge for me, especially because I started a new job, so I'm still trying to get used to everything. It's a different dynamic, different workplace. So trying to deal with that has been hard in the sense of trying to, like, make sure that I'm validating myself, making sure that I'm not giving in to my own thoughts. But like what you said, Farron, you know when you take those few moments out throughout the day, like where you pray, like especially work, work gets so busy, but even if you take two minutes and you're praying, you like you genuinely feel so much calmer and you, it gives you confidence and it really grounds you. Like, and then you go on with your task and you feel good about yourself. I agree. And one thing about this is to not compare what everyone else is doing. So like you said, you're new to your job. So you think everyone knows what they're doing already. Mm -hmm. And I'm just coming in without knowing. But it's okay. You know, like we said, take your time a little bit. What about you, Eliza? I feel like maybe stepping out of my comfort zone (laughs) a bit more. And like trying new things that I'm not more so comfortable with. So like what Nuria said about like starting a new job like I also started a new job as well so I think kind of again second guessing yourself am I doing stuff wrong what if I do stuff like what if this happens and I didn't do the right thing especially working with kids because there's a lot that goes into it so I think mainly that backing on your point and then backing on your point when you said about praying 100% it totally calms you down like just that that couple of minutes just to like relax and you kind of have that strength that you know everything will be okay and you'll get through it yeah, I think with starting new things, starting new jobs, new school, everything is always nerve wracking for everyone. And if it's not ner- nerve wracking for you, then, you know, we should take it as a, <laughs> as a <laughs> role model. You've confidence <laughs> yeah. if that's you. Okay, Definitely. so now um, in jobs, in college, we all tend to, you know, have be around friends, support each other and kind of talk with them. But sometimes I think we forget to compliment each other and really give a bit of um, assurance to our friends so what's stopping you from complimenting others more I think you know honestly just forgetting that's me being really like genuinely honest sometimes I just forget that like, sometimes I'll see something that's really nice and I'll think it might be like oh my god wow like either my shoulder like scarf style that is so beautiful and her makeup looks so nice Th- then it's just like a passing thought in my head I think also, oh, sorry. I think also because you get so busy as well, and when you see stuff and you think, oh yeah, I'll do it, but then you just think, oh, because you get so wrapped up in your life and other things, you're like, go, I forgot to do it. (laughs) It kind of just passes. Yeah, it's definitely important though. Like I think that's a, to be fair, that's a really good reminder for me. Even small things, it doesn't have to be physical. Like even if you compliment someone about their personality, that could be the comment that boosts their self-esteem. Yeah, like you can change someone's day with just one simple comment. Mm. I think people forget that. And like same, I think it goes both ways. Like if you say something like maybe disregarding someone or like something a bit mean to say, it can also change someone's whole perspective on that day. I agree. I think complimenting is, like you said, like a passing head in your mind. You just, it's in the back of your mind, but you will never say it. And I think it happens when you are like people that you don't know. So I tend yeah, to... That's, uh, that's actually a really good point. It's with people that you don't know. Because I feel so much more comfortable. Like if I've at least had one conversation with someone, I'm just like, yeah, like I'm just going to tell them. Yeah, maybe yeah, people are going to think, why is this, you know, girl out of nowhere coming to compliment? But you should yeah. do it. You know, it's like it starts to your friendship. It starts to, I don't know, so your best friend in the in the future. And I think 
what's stopping me from complimenting others more is the fact that whenever I, I do it, I always overthink it after. Like, this, she's going to think that I just came out of nowhere. Mm. He's going to think that I just came out of nowhere. Now, we're going to move on from complimenting. Uh, <laughs> and we're going <laughs> to... What's your favorite struggle? So, this is a deep question. Oh, these questions are <laughs> deep. <They're> really, <laughs> really deep. <laughs> Farad is hitting us with them today. 100%. Oh, let me... I need to think about that. What's my favorite struggle? Oh, I've got it. Right. My favorite struggle is the struggle that brings me closer to God because I know when I'm slipping away like I can feel it and then when I'm in that low it's like I'm waiting for that sign or that something to bring me back to God and it could be through the smallest things sometimes it's just through an Instagram post like something sometimes I'm just on TikTok or something and I see like an Islamic reminder and I'm like oh my god this is just like reboosted or renewed my man yeah i think it's like a sign from god so when you're like sometimes it happens in life yeah. you like forget to pray or you missed a prayer and you think in the back of your head you're like oh my god i missed a prayer what am i gonna do what am i gonna do this and then you kind of happens when you're so busy that you just mm. but it should be the first thing that that you you do what about you elisa what's your favorite struggle i'm trying to think i feel like like what you said, like when stuff doesn't happen and you think about like, oh, like I really wish that happened and it kind of hits you. But then as time goes along and then you re and then you kind of think about it and you think, oh, that was best for me. And now God showed me another route. And like a, maybe it's a better route for you to get to the same destination. Yeah, kind of. I agree. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that analogy. It's a better route to get you to the same destination. Yeah, because like... When I was doing, I applied for my PGC this year and I didn't get in. And at the time I was really quite sad about it. And I kind of like beat myself up about it. But then now in the route I'm in, I like now looking back and reflecting on it, I think, no, this is much better. Like the route I'm going down now, it's much better because you have experience and then like you make connections and you kind of get a feel for it instead of just jumping straight into the deep end and like not knowing what's next. So... Yeah, I like yeah. that. You know, I find, you know, like when you're in the moment and you plan something so heavy and then it doesn't work out. What helps me is trying to think of all like the positive outcomes of that. So like Elisa said, it was better experience for you. Yeah. And I think trying to help your mind think of the positive outcomes that it has instead of the negative can really keep you going. Yeah, 100%. I feel like it kind of pushes you to do more. Yeah. Like instead of not like what's the word disencouraging is that a word yeah it is, I think I, think. It, <laughs> I feel like it encourages you more it pushes you harder to get like you want it badly yeah instead of like oh I didn't get it I'm not going to do it anymore like kind of you want to prove something hmm. or even prove it to yourself if not anyone else yeah I think I agree with you guys my favorite struggle is you know we all struggle uh, with our dean sometimes and it's okay the f the all the um, important thing to remember is that you always go back to it no matter what there's always something pushing you to like you know pray do this and do that and I think what I struggle with the most now is I'm really thankful for it but it's because it's, it's my favorite struggle because I've been so busy doing so many things but the thing is I like what I'm doing so I don't feel like it's busy but it's a struggle oh, to like, yeah. juggle between juggle everything, everything yeah. but it's still a favorite thing so yeah. about favorite struggles I'm just going to ask you guys where are you most we talk about God and how the, he brings us back mm -hmm. close pushes us closer to him so what are you most thankful to Allah for this week 
I think for me, this podcast, like, since Monday, I've been so excited and so, like, so grateful for this opportunity because, honestly, right, I'm going to give you guys a little secret. I put podcasting on my vision board. Oh, my God, you made a vision board? Yeah, I made a vision board. I put podcasting on. So then... I was praying about it and then when this opportunity came I was like wow alhamdulillah this is so nice and it's given me motivation to like keep praying about it mm-hmm. what about you Elisa do you stand so you were just saying like when you make dua and everything how powerful it is to be honest the fact that yeah. you put it on your vision board I think we forget how powerful dua is Definitely. yeah yeah and I think um Again, going back to my job, I feel like I keep talking about it, but I feel like this route that I'm in now, I think I'm more thankful for that than what I was, like, maybe if I didn't go down this route, then the other route, I think I would have found it much more harder Mm. to do. And I feel like it would would have been much more challenging because you're going to something brand new and you have no idea. Even though this is brand new and I have no idea, but I feel like it's just a bit of a stepping stone, a bit more closer to what I want to do. Yeah, I think with du'a is whatever Allah takes you. And if you make du'a for something, like Aliza said, you were making du'a for podcast and Alhamdulillah, we have you guys here today. But even if you do it and it doesn't go your way, then it's okay because there's maybe something in the way, like you said, it's something in the way that's making you not, some obviously Allah's, you make du'a for it, but if it's not going your way, then it's for a reason. Mm -hmm. So do you guys think that you're reaching your potential. Obviously, we're three girls here. We all have so much potential to do so many things. Definitely. Sometimes we don't do them. Sometimes mm-hmm. we do. So do you guys think that you're reaching your home? Do you think like you have something more to do? I mean, I hope so. Hope so yeah. <laughs> we still have a long way to go, to be honest. <laughs> but I feel like it's like a stepping stone again. Mm. Like you're, you're getting yourself there. Like slowly, slowly, slowly. I feel yeah. like by the time, hopefully in the next couple of years, we will feel like a bit more fulfilled yeah that's the right word yep what about you Nuria um I think for me it's a hard one I don't ever really always feel like I'm reaching my potential when I look back back on it sometimes I'm like oh wow like do you know what tick box like I reached that goal I reached this goal but in the moment I never feel like I'm truly reaching my potential what about you Farid? I think it's because we all get lazy sometimes. Yeah, you can do it, but you won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think with my potential, it's about radio. The fact that I'm just talking on like in the mic and everything. Mm. Are you guys, do you guys feel the same? I was just coming to the radio and being like, I'm actually talking with an audience here. You're just not like, it feels like a yeah. girl talk. It does. And, yeah, hundred percent. Like you're just having a normal conversation that yeah. you'd have like, any day. Yeah, I think it's just the fact that we all get lazy. And there's like a general, everyone's so tired about doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you are a brand new presenters and you have introduced yourself so I just want to say what do you guys think is the most understood thing about you now that you guys are here in our, you know, we're glad to have you Inspire FM what do you think is the most misunderstood thing about you guys oh misunderstood yeah, I you said so understood deep. sorry my really making you deep like, <laughs> d- like think you deep you kind of know all about us today is there th- things that where you say like when you wow, were close with someone and you go so what do you you know what was your first impression of me and then you think really is that oh, yeah, what you thought of me yeah that was very interesting I think like people have said that I'm mean like I've got like like I th- yeah I think I'm not mean but like not by talking to me I think by looking at me they think mm. but I think that's natural I've got a bit of a I, d- I don't want to say it on here, but RBF. I don't know what that is. Like, I feel like I haven't got, like, a happy face. Like, it's just quite monotone. Oh, Makes right. Sense? I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. So it's just yeah. 
the your face um, your face expressions it just yeah. depends on the day to be honest yeah 100% or like and I think once you get to know me and talk to me they're like oh you're like quite you know friendly, friendly, friendly and like, easy to talk to yeah easy to talk to <laughs> definitely I think that's one of the main things I would say what about yeah. you I think I think everyone's kind of the same so your first impression and you think wow this girl looks a bit mean but then you mm-hmm. actually get to meet them I never thought you were mean when I first met you yeah I've only heard that a couple of times okay. to be fair that's good then so. <laughs> what about you Nuria do you know what? I'm finding it really hard to answer this question. So I'm going to flip it back on you guys. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you, what was like an assumption or or anything that you thought was true about me? And I can tell you, oh yeah, it was. Or maybe not, that was a misunderstanding. Like when I first met you? Yeah. Or I, just need anything, think, I need just to think anything. back. Hmm. Or just anything, even up till now. Because honestly, I don't know what to say for that question. It is a hard question to it's like about difficult. yourself and there's nothing yeah. I can think of you either. Yeah, same. I think let's see, but the most thing that I think that I think hmm. something that I think the most misunderstood thing about me, I think, is the fact that I don't basically because when I first came here, I came from Spain obviously, so everyone yeah. just thought that I didn't speak the language. So mm. they used to speak about me like in a corner and I was like, I can understand you, you, you know. I just it, yeah. so everyone used to ignore me like, Oh, she's just Okay. Yeah. That's quite rude. It is quite rude, but it's okay. Mm. From that I learned and I you just get away from that mm-hmm. people. So Nuria, there's nothing that you can answer for this question. Um not that <laughs> I can think of. I feel like I need a different person perspective. Perspective, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which I'm just going to talk about emotions now. So which emotions do you guys tend to disguise on a like daily basis? Ooh, that's on a good day. one. Yeah. I feel like when I'm angry. Well, not angry oh, or like a bit like... Like frustrated. Or like frustrated and a bit kind yeah. of sad. Is that Yeah, sad maybe. Oh. So like you know, when you go to work, you you don't want to yeah. like bring everyone else down. Yeah, or, like you don't want to Or bring like vibe. negative energy in yeah. like like with your department mm. and in your meeting mm. so you kind of kind of have to put on a facade yeah i feel like maybe that because personally i just think i wouldn't like it if someone else did that in at work and mm. stuff because i think it should be separate in a sense especially if it's around like the whole meeting and the whole group yeah i mean i think maybe one-to-one you can speak to like certain co-workers and stuff but i feel like like in general i think that's why i t- tend to mask i think that would be the same for me. Like, if I'm feeling excited about something, I try to, like, keep it to myself. I don't want to ruin... Everyone else's vibe. Yeah, I don't want to ruin the vibe or, like... I think it depends on how energy. close you are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or, like, I don't like it when people who I'm not really close with, like, they kind of feel sorry for you. And I feel like it's kind of like asking for attention that you don't need, if that makes sense. If it's something personal at work, I tend and I'm and I'm upset. I tend to keep it to myself. But yeah. if it's something work related, because I work in safeguarding, it is quite emotions heavy. Then I do share it with my coworkers, and I'm lucky that I have a supportive team mm-hmm. because I feel like when you have that open office space where you can just get it off your chest, it makes you more productive. You feel better about yourself. You can work better. There's not so much mental clutter in your head. Yeah, I think with this, it's like you guys said, you don't want to bring everyone else's energy down. But sometimes it's okay to be sad. And if other people are happy around you and you're not, then you don't, I feel like you don't have to fake it, even though I do it sometimes as well. So when you go somewhere and your friends are really happy and you're like, you're not feeling quite good, you act, you become an actress for out of nowhere. (laughs) And then you're just like, because you don't want to ruin the mood, but if you're not okay that day, then it's okay. So um, what does, so about this, what does patience mean to you? 
patience. So I think patience is such an important skill to have, to be honest, everywhere. So what does patience mean to you? I feel like understanding where other people are coming from oh, and even where you're coming from sometimes. Empathizing, like, yeah. Like yeah. empathizing with kids and mm. with people. and Like not just kids, but other people. Like understanding their points of view. Yeah. And like if you feel, let's say, upset or something about something that someone else has done, they should, or I would, whatever, mm. be patient with somebody. Un- take the time out to understand why they are feeling like that and why you wouldn't understand why they're feeling like yeah. that because you obviously have different experiences come from different places i think that's one of the main things i would say yeah i agree and i think Nuria, because you work on safeguarding the patient yeah. is a big thing to you isn't it it's so yeah. important because it literally having patience will will support the kid and like it'll support the atmosphere if you can try and put yourself in like the kid's point of view then you can understand maybe why they're acting out or maybe why they might be really upset over something small. But also what Eliza said, I think seeing the other person's point of view is a key fundamental thing in keeping and establishing relationships like with your friends and your family. Because I think with patience comes a lot of forgiveness. And I think that's what's hard. When you have to have the two together... But I feel like it's worthwhile in the end. It is. I agree. Patient, being patient and being forgiven. For, is it forgiven? Yeah, yeah, forgiven. Yeah, forgiven. yeah, it's really important. So we are coming to the end of our first half. We discussed this lovely, freshly grounded cards, which did make us reflect. Join us in the next half of the show where we will be talking about reflections in society during the month of Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast. Making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Sisters Speak. You're joined here with me, Farin. Salam guys, this is Nuria. Salam guys, it's me, Eliza. So we discussed in our first half some freshly garnered cards that made us a bit of go into the deep zone and Proper. reflect. Proper really, really, zone. really <laughs> deep. Today we're going to do reflections on society. We're going to be discussing our, re- uh, not our relationship with friends. We're going to be discussing our relationship with other people, how we behave on in this month and kind of the impact of this month and how on the society and how we can welcome our non-Muslim brothers and sisters in this month. I want to ask you guys, is why do you think Ramadan is important to our society and kind of how we behave? I think one of the one of the many reasons why it is important is that it shows everyone around the world and even Muslims themselves the beauty of Islam and the beauty and the love that we actually really have for one another. Because I feel like sometimes throughout the year we forget like we really are a collective. We shouldn't all feel like we're alone. And I feel like Ramadan is such a lovely time because you feel part of something like when you go to the mosque and you're praying and then like you genuinely feel that connection with everyone. Even if you like you don't even know who you're praying next to, you feel that love for them. I agree. It's like everyone, something, some people that you think they're not Muslim and some people that you're not close with, you see them and you're like, we're actually such a big community. Yeah. And you can see this in this month in iftars when you go to pray in the mosque. What about you, Elisa? What do you think is important? No, I agree with all, both of what both of you guys said. Like, it's like one big community coming together. And like, I feel like it shows other people like the true Islam, not just the stuff that they hear about in the media constantly, but what it actually is and what it's actually about. It's about community and coming together and like being one and 
Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it's such a beautiful thing because we're all together, but we're reflecting on our like by ourselves. Yeah, and it's everyone's relationship with God, but they're like we're s- together but separate mm, in our minds, yeah. which is so crazy. And what is the impact of this month on our behavior? We discussed before how in Ramzan everyone's so peaceful and everyone's so quiet, and then mm. uh, after that month, I feel like we all go crazy again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Definitely. what do you guys think that we're like? in Ramzan the impact of this month for us in our behavior how we kind of talk with our friends and talk with our family I feel like because you're more mindful that it's Ramadan and it's like the one month where you're fasting we're also not just fasting from food it's sorry I forgot to start the timer so we'll have to start again oh. <laughs> <laughs> in a minute. Right. I know we'll have to start again that's so annoying <clears throat> okay we're gonna start again I forgot to start the timer sorry where did we start from just at the beginning because I don't know how many minutes we did right, no that's, they that's edit actually, all of this out, it's probably they? huh they edit all this out, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's probably like f- five minutes, but I don't know how much. Oh my god. <clears throat> oh no. Now, assalamu alaikum and welcome to Sister Speak. You're here with me, Fadeen, and we also have in the studio. Assalamu alaikum, Ramadan Mubarak, guys. It's Nuria. Assalamu alaikum, guys. It's me, Eliza. Yep, we're here with our brand and two new presenters and we will be talking about... So in the first half, we discussed our fleshly grounded cards where we... These cards are really good because we reflected on many things like patience and how struggles. And now we're going to be going into our main topic, which is reflecting on society. And because it is the month of Ramadan, then we will be touching upon that as well, how it affects, affects and impacts our behavior. And we will also be talking about how we can welcome our non-Muslim brothers and sisters in this really peaceful month. So my first question is, why do you think Ramadan is important to our society? I think it's important. There's so many reasons. But the one thing is that it shows Muslims and non-Muslims around the world the love that we really have for each other. Like when you're going to pray, you literally feel so part of a community. You feel that love. And even that, you know, when people do random acts of kindness, like your friends dropping off food for iftar, or like when your family hosts iftars, it's such a warming feeling. Yeah, it feels really welcoming. Yeah, that's the And word, it's like, welcoming. you just feel a lot of love and a lot of peace. And yeah. I feel like that's just what Ramadan's about. Mm. Just, yeah. Yeah, even if they're not family, just because the fact that they're Muslim and you see them in the Muslim, you see them everywhere for a whole month. Yeah. You just get so close with them. And it's so important because it brings, you see how many people out there, like we're all a, such a big community. And in this month, we're all reflecting to God, but we're also together. Another reason is, you know, when you give food out for iftar time, you give it to your neighbours. Like, we give it to our non-Muslim neighbours as well. And they really like it because they think, like, this is such a great feeling. Like, out of nothing, just out of pure, like, just love for your family and your neighbours and your community. You're just giving them food to them. You make them feel, like, happy inside. Like, you, you kind of introduce them into the community and show them what Islam really is about. Yeah, I think it's so positive for both people because you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart and to get close to God and without expecting anything but good in return and they're doing it and the impact it has on them is they feel that love they feel part of a community it's a beautiful month and then after that month we also meet so many people that we have so many other connections after that month do you guys feel like after that month we're all kind of it's it's still in that Ramadan mindset I feel like again you get so busy with life Mm. and other stuff and then but this type of time when Ramadan is slowly approaching you just kind of like you you crave it more and more yeah and it, and do. i feel like ramadan comes at the most perfect time of the year even though it happens like obviously depending on when like the month is it mm. falls all, all all around the year but it comes at the perfect time like you just your your body and your soul craves it it's so interesting because we all say the same thing we're all on such different journeys 
alike such different paths but we all feel that we need and we crave ramadan and i say this to my dad every year throughout ramadan when you step outside it feels different it does yeah it feels like ramadan you feel safe in a way yeah you feel like it's like you feel the peace 100 percent. it's quiet peace I think it's every it's Ramadan. Everyone's kind of in their and their best behavior, and you are in your best behavior as well. So you can just feel it in everyone. Mm-hmm. So just with behavior, what do you think, guys, is the impact of this month on our behavior? Obviously, we try to win our best behavior. Yeah. We give charity. We try not to backbite. So what do you guys think is the impact of this? I feel like because when you're fasting, it's not the fast of just like not eating or anything, but it's the fast of like I feel like it kind of cleanses you. If you can go thirty days without doing something you're fine but if you can't go those 30 days then you kind of realize i can't even go 30 days without doing a certain habit like a bad habit Mm. and it kind of makes you think like is it really worth it if i can't go like if you're addicted to something that's not good for you is it really worth it to be going through that or doing that to yourself yeah i think it's really good for habit building yeah because it takes 30 days well they say it takes around 30 days to build and establish a habit and like Aliza said if you can do it for those 30 days you can definitely do it for the rest of the year and I know for me like with a little everyday habits Ramadan is a good time if I've been slacking that it like restarts everything again and reminds me that okay no I do have that self-discipline and then on the back of that you come out knowing your potential and you feel so much more encouraged knowing like wow I can do this yeah, I think with Madame for us, it's like a new you. You want to yeah. start from new. It's like you were born like this yeah. month. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. You like, like you were saying, it's like a rebirth. Yeah. You feel fresh and cleansed and calm. And yeah. Like you, you kind of forget all the worries that you normally have on like a day to day basis. It's because you know for 30 days you have this, this whole month to do what, every good habit that you want. You know you're getting rewarded for it. Yeah. And with habits, like you guys said, you have, want to get rid of those bad habits, but then you don't want to do them again after the month of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. So you get 30 days to not do them and then, you know, stop doing them after that because you build that habit. So with behavior and everything, I just want to ask you guys, what do you think Ramadan this month teaches us and everybody around us? I think it reminds us that right now, I feel like the society we're living in some ways is very has become over time very individualistic it's not as collective as it used to be and I feel like living according to the Quran and the Sunnah you realize that society is meant to be collectivist it's not meant to you're not meant to feel so alone in your own community and like with Muslims around you and I think it just reminds us all and encourages us all to maybe like do more for the community such as I don't know maybe host random Muslim and non-Muslim events, maybe even just invite people over to your house more for dinner, things like that that don't make you feel so alone. Yeah, I agree. I think in Ramzan, you get you give extra attention to this kind of acts of worship that you kind of forget about when it's not um, Ramzan. What about you, Elisa? What do you think? Is it it's Ramzan teaches us in this month? I feel like it teaches you a lot about yourself. I agree, and a lot about how you can like benefit yourself, like like how you can do better and how you can like use your time more productively i feel like when it's not ramadan or sometimes we forget we kind of waste a lot of time and we become lazy yeah. which but ramadan pushes you to kind of forget that laziness and it kind of just motivates you to be become a better person and a better muslim 
I agree. I think when we say it's such a peaceful month, everyone's on their best behavior. We can do this after Ramadan. Every month can be a peaceful behavior. Just if, as a society, we kind of um, learn what Ramadan teaches us and what, like you said, what's written in the Quran and how we can be yeah. in our, like we can all be a peaceful society if we just try, which is, you know, important. How do we benefit from this month? What are the benefits from this month? Obviously, there's so many. You get ex- you do extra attention to worships. So you get so many good deeds. But what other things would you guys say? And how can you improve kind of your acts of worship in this month? I think for me, it's a benefit that I see is that things aren't actually like habit building isn't as hard as I'm making it out to be for myself because I set goals and then when I don't reach them or I half reach them I feel really guilty about them but then I think it makes me realize to break it down keep it simple and celebrate the small yeses and like the small wins and I think when you do that when you start off with the small things with God then you can build it up slowly 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 like I know for myself if I start doing all the big things I get so overwhelmed and I just can't keep I can't keep it up yeah I feel like you know when you do stuff too quick like you completely change your routine it will never ever work because you're not used to it it feels unfamiliar but if you take baby steps like one day like let's say you struggle praying your salah on time so then you're like on like now I'm gonna pray my fajr on time and then you do it one day and then you're like, oh, that was easy. Mm-hmm. I'll do it again. And then slowly you build up to doing Zuhr namaz on time. And then Asr and then Isha and then Maghrib and then Isha. And then slowly, slowly you become more inclined to do it instead of just kind of forcing yourself to do it right on that first day and then feeling guilty when you don't complete it. I feel like it's good to let yourself kind of have a break and know that stuff takes time. Nothing can be... Like people say Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. So you can't like expect yourself to do so much in a day mm-hmm. or like set these like crazy, crazy goals and expect to achieve them in such short amounts of time. You have to take steps to achieve those goals and baby steps, especially to keep those habits forever and not lose them. Yeah, I, I, I think like I always say this in every show is small steps go such a big way. You, yeah. Like you said, you have to be realistic about your goals. And if you can't reach them, it's for a reason. And if you don't feel like you haven't worked hard enough. Maybe you haven't, but it's okay. You know, you build these little habits. And now because it's getting closer to Ramzan, then we had like every day you start, you start thinking, oh, Ramzan's ne- next month. I have to like kind of build this habit instead of going into the month and be like, oh, now I have to pray. If you don't pray all five, then oh, I have to pray all five. And like me, I struggle so much waking up for Fajr. And I always pray it late. But in this month, I'm trying before Ramzan, I'm trying, you know, wake up on time. And Oh, you know, that's clever. You're trying to already build the habit. Yeah. Mm. So we're going to move on. And I am just want to ask you guys, what did this... What does this month a strength and strengthen? No, strengthen a strengthen. Yeah, between us. So in like in brotherhood and community kind of friendships. How can we? Obviously, our behavior changes. We're on our base behavior mm. as a society. But what kind of relation? How do we all get like united? United. Yeah. I think we all get united through doing things together. Like for example, doing charity events together or volunteering together or praying together and I think if there were more of these outside Ramadan too and we all like all of us took the initiative to maybe take part in planning or just even creating these we would still feel that brotherhood and that sisterhood that we felt in Ramadan yeah I agree I think with this month like we said before it's so even you're just walking everywhere and you see someone in this month and you're like oh they're fasting i'm fasting as well it's just it just brings you close it's like an instant connection yeah you yeah, said you find a, you find that you have stuff in common yeah. with more with people that you think oh i would never have i would never ever have that in common with them before but now you do 
Yeah. Just by one little thing. I agree. It's like in, like you said, it's instant connection. You just go somewhere and you see someone, you're like, oh, they're fasting, I'm fasting as well. Then we're going to go pray. We're going to do with thought. I mean, we're not going to do it together, but we are going to do it. And we're just mm. connected like that in, mm. in your mind. So I just, I do want to touch up upon how to welcome non-Muslims and how it, obviously Ramzan is not exclusive just to us. So Ramzan, we do bring up these values of not backbiting, you're on your best behavior, you give charity, but these are stuff that everyone can do, not just us Muslims. So how would you say, how would you guys welcome your non-Muslim friends, colleagues or anything in this month of Ramadan and kind of what would you say you can, you are teaching them as well? in this month so for example in Ramzan someone's gonna come up to you and be like what are you doing you say I'm fasting and then they're gonna ask you oh why are you fasting what is this month I feel like it's a way to educate them and like deceive misconceptions mm. of why you're fasting and then because some people obviously they haven't grown up or been around Muslim people so you think so obviously you can't blame them for not being aware and having like preconceived notions about it so then I think it's a good way to kind of take that away from them and actually understand why you're doing it and the benefits of it not just because you have to do it and it's so strict and all of that stuff but it's more you want to do it because of the love that you have for your creator yeah but i agree and i think with uh non-muslim people we always uh, should feel them welcome and i think so many so i one from my friends in spain obviously there's not such a big community as it's yeah. in newton so i used to be like you know you should try to do it with me one time they're not going to pray but they she did fast my friend she did fast for a whole oh, day and it was so though. beautiful i took her to iftar and it was such a great time and she was like i don't know how you do it without water without anything <laughs> no, and i was like well, that question <laughs> not even water <laughs> <laughs> she asked me like, every year we get it every mm. year and it's the thing that non-muslims and like you said this has <laughs> such a perception of sometimes non-muslim people they don't see it in real life like real friends mm. so now here there's so many people that are non-muslim that you're close with but in other places like in for example in spain i didn't have that many muslim friends but my other non-muslim friends they were really nice to me about it and they really didn't judge me for it what would you say uh nuria you, you can do to attract no, not attract your being closer and teach a kind of ramadan to your non-muslim brothers do you know what Sister, i think sorry. in <laughs> as a brother <laughs> i think it just invite people like in the mosque in the evening invite them for prayers and then treat them to a meal or just even if it's like tea and donuts everyone loves tea and donuts exactly something like that and um if you're in a workplace or in a school wherever maybe organize like a big iftar like a big iftar event for muslims and for non-muslims and get them involved in the planning too i think the behind the scenes is always fun. Yeah, it's not yeah. talked about enough, you know. No, it's it's actually so fun because you meet so many people, and I don't know, you could even like document the journey, make a little TikTok, a little vlog and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's 100%. what I'm saying. Like, make it fun for them, make them feel included. Think about how would you like to feel included? Like, I know for me, I would like to feel included by, um, like being invited. So if you're going out with your mates, invite them, or make the initiative to maybe invite them over for iftar. Things like that, or create a workplace if that. If you do, guys, if you do create a workplace if that, tag us on Instagram at Sister Speaks. We'd love to see that. Yeah, we all want to see cool. your if that little behind the scenes and your final the uh, planning, product. the yeah. decorations, everything, the lights, all of it, the food. Maybe we could even make it a challenge. That could be. Could, that would be cool. We could talk about that behind the scenes. The best yeah. of <laughs> I think with the behind the scenes, we always tend to forget about the fact that our most in my house, my mom makes it, and obviously you help them as well. But then, because it's that moment ne- close to opening your fast, and you're such a bad mood, that you, can, you kind <laughs> of forget. Like really. Oh my god! Sometimes I just feel so. I think 
when it's like the beginning of Ramadan yeah. because your body's not used to it. Mm-hmm. So you're still mm-hmm. kind of building up that kind of immunity to fasting. Definitely. And I just get a headache. Like the first and um, first Same. and second, I have this gone. pounding headache. And mm-hmm. I think it's more because you're dehydrated Definitely. and you're like working mm-hmm. and you're like, or you're at college or uni and you're just mm-hmm. busy, busy, busy and you've got so much, so much to do. And you just kind of get a headache by the end of it. But then as your body gets used to it, you kind of go along and it becomes, by the time Ramadan comes to an end, you're so used to it. You are so used to it. I think after Ramzan, you don't even eat as much. And you, mm-hmm. when you're fasting, you're like, I should, I would be eating right now, but I'm not feeling hungry. And I think that's midway through Ramzan. At the start, we all kind of struggle with it. And when it's about to open your fast and you're helping your mom and she's asking you to do something, I'm, I, you know how you get so hungry? Yeah, <laughs> I'm hungry. So you guys get hungry. Yes. I get so hungry. Oh my God. I'm like, biting my tongue. Make sure I don't say nothing to my dad or my sister. <laughs> <laughs> like in the last five minutes before you're fasting. Or like when you're fasting, you crave crazy things. Yeah. It's, and they're so random. So random. But then like, when you open your fast, you don't even, you eat one kajur date, a glass of water. Yeah. Kajur is date, by the way. Yeah. Sorry. Um, a bit of fruit and you're full. Mm. It shows your eyes are hungry, not your mouth. Yeah. It's your eyes. Your eyes are hungrier than your stomach. <laughs> I just want to, this, this is what you're talking, what we're talking about. The fact that we refrain from being so, not rude, but being so hungry mm. in quotation marks is so good because we're Ramadan and we're trying to build that good behavior so if something that we would do if it wasn't Ramadan we're not doing it and we're refraining from this kind of stuff mm-hmm. now I'd like to kind of do the end of the 10 minutes I just want to ask you guys how does Ramadan make you a better person and what kind of things are you doing to kind of that you feel that you're improving your Iman in this month I think for me it's trying <laughs> to learn more du'as I've been trying to set goals for learning dogs, but honestly, I've just been lazy. But I feel like Ramadan will really give me that motivation again and I can learn them and try and memorise them again. Yeah, I agree. And I think with Ramadan, every single every day we have this learn to us i think i stick to the same three suras mm. and it's i just want to in this month i want to learn not all of them obviously yeah. you have to set a realistic goal but i want to learn more and like you said do more um you don't have to i always say this but you don't have to finish the whole quran in the month if you can't mm. i think it's uh whatever you 30 days 30 days sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like making dua that's more sincere mm. because i feel like in ramadan it gets answered more kind of thing and i feel like Becoming more sincere with my du'as, making sure, like what I've said, is like like doing it in a way that's better, like yeah. easier to get your du'as answered. I think that's actually a really good reminder to myself to spend longer on my du'as, yeah, and not rush the end of my yeah. Because sometimes I feel like I rush the end because yeah, of same. again, you've got stuff to do, you need to get places, mm. and then it kind of gets pushed to the back. So I feel mm. like Ramadan is that good month to like become more sincere with them and like like take your time. Like it's not a race. Who cares if you're like two, three minutes late or whatever? It's like, like New Year's, it's like a different air. You just feel like you don't have anything but that prayer. And that prayer, you take your time. Like normally, like I said, you have so many things to do. You have to go to college, I have to go this, you have to do that. And you're like, I'm, you're kind of rushing it. You're not even thinking about what you're saying about the prayer. You just think about, I have to go, I have to go. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I agree with you guys. I think better things, um, praying on time, kind of making more sincere du'as, learning more surahs, reading the Quran, also giving zakat, which is also really important. And what other things would you guys say that you guys do? Like the last 10? I think I'm um, trying to learn the 99 names of Allah. That's also really good. And that um, it's really good because you can use it in your everyday, like in your everyday life. Like if you're struggling, you can just make a quick dua in your head or out loud, calling upon a name of Allah. And you like you will feel so connected because you really understand 
the depth and the mercy that he has for us. Yeah, and I think more like backing on what you said, Nuri, like with each of Allah's names, what you're asking for, you can ask from that specific name, yeah. if that makes sense. So yeah. I feel like that's a good point. Yeah, we really do get, go into more deep things that we wouldn't do, I feel like, on a daily basis. Yeah, and stuff you wouldn't necessarily think of either. Yeah, stuff that you think it's not that important now because it's not the month of Ramadan, but then when it actually comes, it's really important. But it's important always. 100%. Yeah, and about reflecting on society, what kind of changes have you guys seen in other people that in the past, obviously the month is coming now, mm-hmm. and then everyone's kind of getting into their best behavior. And I think I can see it from now, how everyone's trying to build their habits. Like I'm trying to trying to pray for Jet on time and then everyone's kind of in that going into the mindset of a Ramzan but what kind of changes did you guys see in the past Ramzans that you are hoping to see them in this Ramzan as well I think a change in the mosques like they get so busy and I think that's a really nice thing to see when everyone's rushing yeah everyone wants to get their prayers in and like you also feel the emotion of other people because people you like when you feel connected you feel that deep sense of either sadness or regret from how far you feel like you've strayed from Allah yeah yeah and I think Ramzan if everyone's like I said everyone's kind of reflecting more than you would in a normal place so when you read the Quran for example try to read a translation like I don't understand Arabic I know how to read it but you don't understand the yeah, actual words the meaning, yeah. yeah so you just to understand really that meaning you don't have to rush through it just read it understand the translation kind of you know build up that iman that you have and get closer uh, to god yeah like taking your time with stuff i feel like recently everyone's in a rush to go places to get places to get stuff done and you kind of don't have time for yourself i feel like ramadan's a a good like quite like self-care in a way like it's just for you and you and your god and like you have that kind of connection that i think you kind of miss out on in the rest of the months yeah, I agree. And I think with fasting, like you're such in such a bad mood that you kind of forget that kind of thing. And then when iftar comes, you're so so many people, you just get so happy. You just see everyone outside. Do you guys have any final thoughts about Ramzan and kind of the society that how everyone changes their behavior? I think I would just say for this Ramadan, either every day or every other day, try and do an act of kindness. It doesn't have to be big. Just within your limits even if it's a compliment and see how that makes you feel at the end of the day try maybe set that as like a challenge for yourself yeah this really good little aims be nice don't just be on your best behavior and keep being your best behavior after a month wherever you knew yeah what is that final thought that we'd like to give everyone that you should do in this month oh aliza sorry (laughs) (laughs) that you should do in this month um Again, agreeing with Nuria, I feel like set small goals for yourself. Make them realistic because the more, like I've done it before, I feel like we've all fell into that habit of like making like long goals and like extravagant goals that we won't fulfill. And I feel like when we don't fulfill them, we'll just feel a bit sad. But I feel like keep shorter goals, keep them, you know, what's the word? Just keep Realistic. Realistic, yeah. Keep them realistic, keep them sweet and short and try to get as most as you can do. And I feel like even if you don't think that you can, you can't get the most done, it's still okay. Don't like beat yourself up about it. You've done the most that you can. Yeah, we were just coming to the first half of the uh, second half of the show. It was great catching up with you guys. Um, I just want to say everyone has a pe- have a peaceful Ramadan and like we said, just to round it up, be nice to each other. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org.
and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at Inspire FM Luton.